Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Comic Chronicle Podcast. I'm you guys' host, Dakota Morgan, coming to you from Phoenix, Arizona. Today, this week, we have a wonderful guest on the show, a guy who I've known for, God, I think four, five years now, him and Jason both. Uh, Jason Murr, that is, the artist. And then Marcusan Nasso is on the show today. Marcusan has been an amazing friend, him and Jason both. They have had books called Voracious Out, which includes time travel, dinosaurs, and cooking dinosaurs. We're here to talk about By the Horns today. Marcusan is on the show to talk about a new book coming out next year. We talk sci-fi, magic, that combining the worlds. We talk writing and creating and how your environment affects you when you're creating a story or a drawing or anything like that. And we talk much, much more. Uh, to anybody who is listening, who's a fellow creative, you're definitely going to love this. So, of course, I want to say again, thank you guys for tuning into this episode. It means a lot. And if you want to stay tuned for new episodes every Monday, to say the least here, whether they're interviews or doing some talking stuff here coming up here pretty soon, then subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or comicchronicle.podbean.com. And I guess if you want to follow me on social media, you can keep in touch with the show, the books I do, promotions, animal stuff I do as well, all sorts of items that I do. And you can check out for free, of course, still. I am on Twitter at Dakota Morgan. Morgan 3 and on Instagram at Dakota underscore Morgan 97 helps out the show if you guys subscribe or follow on social media so yeah folks and I want to say too again I like saying these in the intros that I record after the show but hopefully you guys are staying healthy and safe out there it's a weird crazy world 2020 sucks ass and we know it but you know what as it is recording or whenever you're listening hopefully it's over or almost over and we'll start a new year right but please stay safe stay healthy wear a mask Keep others in mind, not just yourself, for staying healthy, because we're all in this together, no matter what. We really are. And on a little behind-the-scenes note, though, we did lose connection. I mean, I'm in Arizona. Marcuson's in Hawaii, to say the least here, as you find out later on. But we did lose connection, so if you guys see a little, there's a little bit of sound gap or whatnot, that is when we reconnected and such as well. So a little bit of sound trouble there, but it's still a wonderful interview for you guys. Now, without further ado, though, let's dive right into my talk with Marcuson going for it it's starting to think about it I yeah know. it just glitched for a second that was weird avoid legal snags by telling people they're being recorded that's a thing <laughs> that is, that's what skype just told me on here oh my god well you know what that's a hell of a way to start the podcast episode marcus on man welcome to the show again for number four i think it's third or fourth <laughs> time i think between you and jason you guys have been on oh. a lot well, it's great to be back, Dakota. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I always love talking to you. Oh, I love talking to you guys, too. Like, we got to talk more. I mean, in the realm of scheme of things, you've had the – we were just talking about life changes. You know, mm -hmm. fuck all my stuff. You've had the biggest life change. Now, we got each other on Facebook, so we see it, and I'm like, yeah. But you've had the biggest life change. You got out of the Midwest, like I did years ago. But you went even further. You're like, I'm going to go west. How far west? The west you can go. <laughs> Yeah, Hawaii. Yeah, it's uh, it was a big move, big move, but uh, it's been fun. Why? It looks like it, dude. <laughs> I'm a tropical fan. You know, I want to retire in Australia one day. Mm. One day and own an animal. Have you been there? No. I got lots uh, of friends. Go there first. Go there first. No, you <laughs> oh, move there. <laughs> oh, no. You're not. I mean, friends of mine who live there have told me lots of things. <laughs> lots uh, of things. Yeah, I've eaten kangaroo. It's pretty good. Have you now? I yeah. never see. We sold it in Arizona at Sprouts. I don't know. I 
think they got of trouble for saying it. I don't work there anymore. Fuck them. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> We're good. Yeah, they sold kangaroo there for a while. I've never got myself to try it. I've tried so many other things, but not kangaroo. Hmm. Well, well, I mean, if you go to Australia, I'll probably get some. You've been to Australia, I'm guessing. I haven't been there, but uh, I've, you I've had... You it seem like you have. What the fuck? You're like, well, you got to go. I've had kangaroo, but like... Well, I'm what? saying if you're going to move to a place, you got to visit oh, it first yeah. before you move because you just don't know. It may seem like this enchanted getaway, you know, the ultimate place for you to, to retire or, or live yeah. out the rest of your days. But you got to yeah. visit it first. I yeah, did that yeah. with Hawaii as well because, I, you know, I wasn't sure. That's true. I mean, you're still in the United States, kind of, quote unquote. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> You technically got out, sir, and I am jealous of you right now. <laughs> like, I'm in Arizona where it's not too hot. <laughs> it's hot, <laughs> but it's not too hot, and it's not too good in the uh, scheme of humanity. But, uh, man, yeah. Yeah, that's... well, I mean, you asked why. Why did we move out here? Well, yeah. it's really my, it's where my wife's work. So she had been coming out to Hawaii uh, for the last few years to help out with projects. He's a structural engineer. Okay. And so they really wanted her to move out here and mm. and be part of the office out here. She she works for a company where they have offices all over the world, really. Yeah. So, um, you know, they just gave her an offer we really we couldn't refuse. And we only had to come for a limited time. If we like it, we can stay. If not, uh, we can move back. You know, they paid for all the move and everything. So, um why not have an adventure, you know, at, at the sure. very least we get like an extended vacation and get to see yeah. all the islands and then we could go back or, you know, we just really fall in love with the place and we want to stay and make a, make a home here. So, so far, uh, I mean, we have the pandemic, <laughs> so that kind of yeah. puts yeah. a damper on things, but I would, yeah. I'm really happy we're here actually with all the things that are happening in the world. This is a great place to be. Um, yes, we're part of the United States, but it feels like we're in another country. A lot of the what? stuff that happens in the U.S. just doesn't touch here. Like, there's no racism here. You no, know? which I've heard. And you're not in the news. Like, I thought about it beforehand when I was talking to my girlfriend. Shout out to you. Love you, Michaela. And I was like, you know, he's in Hawaii. And we're thinking, she's like, Hawaii? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was from the Midwest, too. We're both Illinois boys. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting there thinking, like, my God. They're not in the news. And she's like, no, they're not. Is Hawaii alive? <laughs> it's like, are they good? Like somebody like somebody made a joke in April, I think. Or, yeah, it was the end of April. Somebody made a good meme. You might have saw this because we're in the same social groups. Was, has, hey, did anybody check in on the Amish? Tell them what's going on. <laughs> like, oh, that's true. Yeah, shit. But, yeah, man, like you. I mean, well, it's easy for you, too. Like, okay, you know, I want to clarify things first, so. When I moved to Australia, because I really want to go, is mm -hmm. that kind of gives it away because I've been working wildlife animals all sorts of different ways. And I'm going to hopefully start to get to work with sharks in a little bit here if things mm -hmm. go right. It's going to be fun. And it make comments. Yeah, so that's like the perfect place to retire, you know? Like, I get to work with animals and such like that. So that's my defense. I wanted to put that out there, my defense. I'm going to go straight forward. I mean, things I want to kill it's you. It's not a good defense. You still got to visit, you know, because... Yeah. I've been to a lot of places I didn't know that I would love so much. Like my favorite place I've ever been is Norway. And uh, I wanted to go there. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I would live there in a second. Mm. But um, you know, I didn't know that. And then going there and seeing it and just being a part of that culture and talking to the people and just enjoying life there um for a couple weeks, you know, then then I fell in love with it. You know? Yeah. So uh 
Hawaii, you know, I came out a few times uh, when Tracy was coming out for business trips so I could kind of get to know the area and I drove around and, you know, because it's very different than Chicago where where I came from. So, <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. I like, man, sometimes I miss it. Sometimes I don't. But, you know, I got to say, though, is right off the bat. I, so we're here to talk about something that you guys mentioned to me last time we talked. You and Jason both, because I think it was both you guys in the podcast huh. talking about Voracious. Mm -hmm. Oh, we got this project in the works, sort of thing like that. <laughs> I gotta say, man, I love you and Jason both, but I fucking hate you too because you always hit me in the feels every time. I just read the book right before we started because I'm gonna oh, wait. And oh, you want to? You can tell people the name of it now, but I am. I was reading. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're like, oh, the death. I'm like, oh man, he gets me in the feels every time. You do. <laughs> I don't know what it is. You hit me in the feels. You're like, oh, this is cool, cool, cool world building. Oh, we got sci-fi fantasy sort of thing. This is awesome. Next thing you know, your heart strings are pulled with like cool shit, but then also like emotions and stuff like that. I had to get that out there because man, I love your writing so much. Oh, thank you very much. Like four years. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate that. Yeah, I. Uh, whenever I write a book, I, I want people to be emotionally connected to the characters mm. in some way. That that's my main goal, especially that first issue. So hopefully I accomplish yeah. that with uh, with our new book. It's called By the Horns, a sci-fi fantasy. So, um, yeah, to me that's the most important because I read a lot of comic books and um, sometimes I just I don't if I don't identify with the characters in that first book or yeah. I want to take that journey with them, I don't really want to continue the book. So for me, Fair. that's the most important part. Um, obviously, you have the overall story. And yeah. a lot of cool parts to it, action and all that. Yeah, but oh yeah. The characters is what matters the, the most to me, especially in establishing them. I'll give it this though: it was weird reading a book by you too, because I love Jason's art and I love your writing. And it was weird reading a book, and the blood was mostly blue and different color. <laughs> it wasn't red. And I'm like, oh, right, there's magic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's different, different from science and dinosaurs, which man, love that. Yeah. love voracious. And I still got to say officially on camera. Thank you for putting me in Voracious, you two. Oh, yeah. No, I had a pleasure. Oh. It was hard uh, keeping that a secret. <laughs> but we wanted you to be surprised. We wanted to tell you. We just wanted you to read it because we know how much you love reading it. And Jason, just find it. Oh, you, you, Jason gave me the big tease. I don't know if he told you or not. I was texting like, oh, man, congrats on Voracious. <laughs> yes, he did. He teased me. He cock-teased me so bad because he's like, oh, let me know when you read the new issue. I want to see what you think. And I'm like, what? All right. So I bought the issue and I just read it in my car when I got it from the bookstore. And then all of a sudden, like, and I text him, you son of a bitch. <laughs> like, why? Are you tease? Oh, man. That was cool. That was cool. I got to get it framed and put it up here. But, man, what's because I love That's you guys good. and what you do? You guys are like the. Oh, we can get you um, uh, for that. I, you know, I've never, I don't think we've done this. We could get you a high resolution version without the, the, the text. And then you can, oh. if you want, I'll take you can just that. ask yeah. for that. That's Jason. Yeah, that's no problem. Jason, if you're listening or watching, you will know. <laughs> you better <laughs> listen to this. Yeah, you would, you would think. <laughs> You'd think. But there's, and I don't want to seem like on the stroke you guys too much, but I'm saying like, you guys have been really one of my favorite comic duos because there's people that when you work, like people said it with me and Paul Trinidad, who I've now been working with, God, a year now, a little over a year, we've been doing comics. And it's that sort of thing when you find people when they work, hit the mic, professional as always, when you guys find people that work, you really tend to know because the art fits the writing storytelling sort of thing like that. And kind of real fast, because I know maybe people who are listening first time, 
Where did you and Jason meet? Obviously in Illinois, but where did you guys meet at all in this? this I know, but maybe listeners don't know. <laughs> well, we met uh, at a comic shop, actually. When, when I moved to Illinois from New York, I had to find a comic book store, of course, because I'm a lifelong comic book reader. And no, Jason was working at that store at the time. It was a Graham Crackers Comics, and they have uh, maybe like eight, seven or eight locations in, in Illinois. Nine or 12. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it's just yeah. to keep growing. Well, maybe not now with the pandemic. I have no idea, but... Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, so, yeah, so I met him there, and he was pretty young. He was, It was right before he went to college. And uh, so, yeah, I just got to know him there. And um, at the time, I was trying to write comics. I, not very seriously then, but there was a contest online somebody put up to write a, a story for The Authority, which was a, a book in the, I guess, not in early 90s, mid-90s. And um, so I wrote a story, and I, I ended up winning that contest to write the script. So I gave the script to Jason because from talking to him, I knew he wanted to make comic books. So I gave him the script, and he actually drew a few pages, and then he was off to college. And then I just, I didn't see the kid again for, I don't know, maybe like 10 years or something like that. And then, um, yeah, it's a long time. I I wouldn't say we were friends. I mean, we knew each other and I saw him in the shop all the time and talked to him and stuff, but we weren't really good friends or anything back then. Uh, But another guy who ran the comic shop, the manager of the comic shop, 10 years later decided he wanted to try to do a comic book. And he asked me and another friend to start writing on it with him. And Mm. so we started working on it, but it just didn't really work out to have three writers just um we all wanted different things yeah that seems like a molding pot in a soup bowl with too much soup right but uh bobby who was the manager he was still in touch with jason and he had given jason some of the ideas that we had come up with and so jason did some drawings based on those ideas and i got to see those uh, but i decided to leave the project because just too many writers and i told bobby you know it's your basic idea you know if you want me to look it over i'm happy to do that but you know i don't think i'm gonna go forward this project and then that Mm. project kind of fizzled out but i had other ideas for comics and i saw jason's art and so i decided to contact him it's like listen this project that we were working on with bobby and our other friend um it wasn't working out but i have some other ideas do you want to maybe get together and maybe we could talk about them maybe we can work on a comic together so that's mm. what we did. We went out, we had lunch, and I pitched him a few ideas, and we both really wanted to do Voracious. And uh, I actually gave Jason back the original drawings that he did of the Authority. Really? Years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, he forgot that he had even that he had even done them. So yeah, yeah, I we saved do. him all that time. So yeah, from there, then we just started working on the book, and then we just became good friends. And, you know, and I just, I mean, I love working on comics with that guy. Yeah, oh, I, bet. I bet he's an amazing guy. I mean, I, I really, you two are. And I want to say, too, is you guys are hustlers because in, in a good way, not in like. Hey, folks, Dakota here with a little bit of an ad break, but this is one you definitely want to listen to if you guys are a comic fan, which you are if you're listening to the show. You guys like comics and you like reading them in person. Well, let me tell you, go to Drawn the Comics in Glendale, Arizona. This is not just a hype thing for this ad. Let me tell you. I've been going there for years. I've had Cam Brown on the show all the time. Such a good guy. It's such a good community. Everyone who works there, they know you. They, you get your box number. You get your thing. You get all you need to do there. You get your collectible toys, car, whatever it may be. Comics, it's all there for you guys. That's Drawn the Comics in Glendale, Arizona. Here's the address. 
5801 West Glendale Avenue, Glendale, Arizona, in downtown Glendale. And if you guys want to visit them, you can visit them drawn to comics.com or find them on social media and the number is 623-847-9090. You give them a call. Definitely, guys, I love going to the store. And this is not a fucking lie. I love going. It's so amazing. Thanks, everyone. And hopefully, you guys check them out if you're in Arizona or maybe passing through. Remember, guys, draw on the comics. Go check it out for your books. Reading books in person is so much better than digital. But I love digital, too, so it's a little bit of a toss-up. Support brick-and-mortar companies. We definitely need you to. Thanks, everyone. And now, without further ado, I'm going to take it back to future me. Is it Zoom? Well, there we go. Because when I do like Metalheads podcasts and stuff, we've been using Zoom. By the way, I love. Okay, so we're recording now, and we're good. And I do want to. So yeah, I can say this on record. I love the Metalheads podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are good. I wanted to get to that, and you know that's a good segue to that. Thanks, guys. But I I love metal. You do so much fun stuff too, man. You're all over the place as well. Like, so I guess moving to Hawaii though didn't really affect too much of making comics with Jason because it's all online. So you got Zoom, you got everything like that too. So, yeah, yeah. No, it didn't affect too much because I mean, when I was in Chicago, Jason lived out in the suburbs, so I didn't see him as much because it it was like an hour and a half that we were apart. So sometimes we would schedule meetings and have lunch and stuff, and because we yeah. like to talk about all the characters and kind of develop everything together, you know, get all our ideas out there. And yeah, I come up with the basic idea, of course. Well, more than basic, but I want Jason to, to have input and and you know give me his suggestions, and then we would talk yeah. about all that stuff: characters, designs, story. And then that's when I start working on the scripts after that. So we like to have those kind of sessions. But, you know, we can do that. Well, we did that for By the Horns because it's been in the works for a while. It's um, been, what, a year, I think? Maybe it's, two? It's been longer than that. Has it would, really? Yeah. Yeah, these things, it's funny how fast it goes, you know, when I've had that's the true. initial idea. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you have to find the right timing, too, because we were doing Voracious. And I had the, the idea and many more ideas while we're doing that book. And then Jason, you know, he can't just do a creator-owned book. He has to take a break and then work on something else. Yeah. You know, he, he's done books for Zenoscope where, where he gets paid for that because the creator-owned books just don't make money. So, sadly, that, yeah, 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 yeah. Sadly, that's the way it goes in that sense of things. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's why comics is kind of tough. You know, like I got my my creative own books, but it's for a company, so it makes it a little bit easier. But it's tough. It's I guess it's a way to put it there, but worth it in the end. You know, like we should let right. people know, like, oh, it's those are all boo boo boo. No, it's actually fun. It's actually you enjoy what you do and you do it because you love it, sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's been a blast. I, we really wanted to work on uh, something very different than and voracious, and mm -hmm. um, I love fantasy. And uh, so I, I always wanted to do that. And um, uh, we have a, we had actually worked on a few books. Our idea was we were going to do a, a few books, pitch all of them, and then see which one sticks. But some of them mm. just kind of fell by the wayside, and we just decided we wanted to do this one the most. It makes sense. I mean, and it works. And that's what we, like, we said, the things about being different. Like, Voracious was different from most comics, especially at the time. And then now... Wow, the horns is different too. Like you get that sci-fi fantasy sort of thing, which you don't often see. I right. don't think anymore. Like you did for a little bit, maybe mid two thousands. It was something going on there. Maybe I'm just like I was in a deep pop culture hole at that point. But I don't know. Like you don't see too many sci-fi fantasy things too much anymore. 
No, and the book was originally just straight fantasy, and then uh, when we started coming up with it, and um, well, actually, you've seen in the first issue, uh, Jason he always does like a sketchbook at the end because we like adding extras, and he kind of shows yes. the evolution of the the character and talks about what it started with. So it was a pure just straight fantasy, and then over time, I just thought about it some more, and I wanted to incorporate technology and change the look and and have it just be a little bit different. Than what you see you know more yeah. like a final fantasy type thing you know you see oh, it in yeah. video games but you don't you don't normally see it in comics yeah as much. sometimes movies sometimes tv shows i gotta right. say though i want a plushie of that panda i'm just gonna i, I know <laughs> i'm just gonna say though the merch you guys could make for this stuff is insane oh I'm, dude I, we have we don't have I, we don't have a, a plushie uh in the works but that doesn't mean we wouldn't, but uh, we have some really cool merch in the works that uh, nobody's done before. So. Man, okay, well, <laughs> one for the panda. I can't. I, don't, I know we can't spoil anything about it, but please put a booze bottle in his hands because he seems so depressed and sad. <laughs> have him drinking something. He's like, Ugh. <laughs> "What is that from?" Oh, that's from a really cool comic series. <laughs> yeah, his name's Gary Panda. Yeah, I don't Gary. think we name him in the first book, but Gary Panda. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, man. Yeah, and a red panda too. Yeah, he's say. a red panda. I didn't want to spoil it too much. Well, you said it's not me, so we're okay. <laughs> yeah, um, he's a character that appears in the first book, so you you don't know that much about what's going on. Yeah. Well, oh, is the first book even out yet, or is it no. like about to be? Oh, I feel special. Thank you. Oh no, it's not even coming out till next year. So Jesus, probably, really? Probably, yeah, probably February. Oh uh, 2021 God. so was, that we've got... was it because of covid or was it like just normally scheduled no i mean i don't know if you've followed scout much but they have a lot of books coming out they're, they're... they do <laughs> they do yeah i scouted them like earlier on because i just thought that they no no you're I... off the show <laughs> you, can't, you can't make that fun out of you. i just did air quotes <laughs> Yeah, no, they're they were the publisher I really wanted to go with uh, the most, just because I felt like they had some momentum behind them. Maybe. So when we pitched the book, they weren't even announcing all of this stuff, and now they've got a kids line, they got a horror line that they're going to be launching. They have all these that. new books coming out, so I, I re I'm really excited about uh, the possibilities with Scout because um, they're really putting everything into the the comics and and their line, and. Um, so yeah, it, it's uh, it's gonna be fun. Man, I I don't know. I like I can't. <laughs> yeah, damn it, we did this too early. No, I'm kidding. Because I can't. Well, I mean, you can always anything. hold it out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true. A whole year. We recorded this a year ago. What happened? Humanity was alive. Well, I mean, if you think about it, it's almost September. You know, yeah, so no. it's a, just it's not that many months. But uh, so yeah, it wasn't. It, we we've got um three issues done now. That's pretty good. So, I mean, I like to get at least four, like we're doing six issues for this series. So I'd like to get at least four done before. So I have us on a pretty tight schedule. Um, you know, Scout likes to have at least three issues completed before they decide that they're going to put it on the schedule. So I think they're going to, they'll probably decide when it's going to come out, but it's looking like it's probably going to be February, but uh, I, I don't know the exact release date yet. Sweet. Well, what can you tell us about the series, though, man? Because I'll let you try to tell, describe a series so you <laughs> may get in trouble and not me. Because I'm getting... I don't wanna... Yeah, my series are always a little bit uh, oddball. So 
uh, and this one is a, is no exception, but yeah, it's about um, a hunter named Elodie and she hates unicorns because her, her husband uh, was trampled by a herd of unicorns. And so she's just very angry and she just wants to kill all of them on this continent of Solithus. I love it. And, and so she gets kicked out of her village very early on because she doesn't, all she wants to do is kill things. She's just been killing monsters with horns because she can't find these unicorns. They're very elusive. And so her and her uh, like half wolf, um, half deer companion named Sajin, um, they go on an adventure. They get kicked out and then so they're, they're going to look for unicorns and, and stuff spirals from there. Um, they get involved in something that it's a lot bigger than just that kind of a selfish concern that, uh, that Elodie has, that this uh, idea of vengeance that she wants to exact. Exactly. And you didn't really spoil anything in there. Very proud. Yeah, <laughs> very, very, yeah that's it. Well, I do want to say is I thought about it when I was done reading right before I gave you the call, and I was thinking, man, this is like a really good intro to a D&D game. <laughs> I, it really feels like it, like a good campaign. Like it, it feels really like a D&D campaign. And did you guys take an inspiration from that at all? Or was it kind of like you got the standard motif of sci-fi, kind of some fantasy as well, the standard motif of fantasy like you guys were going for in the beginning? Was it that, or did you take inspiration from a lot of different things? I'm, I'm very curious. I mean, I love D and D. I think it was more video games. It's more of the the RPG type games. You know, obviously we don't want to make a game out of it, but elements of a game and that storytelling I wanted to make uh, in this. And you see a lot of fantasy books, and they're super long. They're you know, yeah, take years and years <laughs> to finish. And um, I don't know. I feel they're kind of slow and. They're kind of dragged out, and I, I wanted to be able to build a world, a uh, fully realized world, and tell it in like six issues and have it move fast. I wanted to do like an action fantasy with heart, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and, and I feel like you kind of get that in some video games, you know? I mentioned Final Fantasy, but, you know, there's other really good games out there, too. Um, so that, that's what I was kind of going for. And you'll see in the, in the book, like, it's almost like we do... Um, um, bosses sometimes the way we introduce villains you don't you don't see it in that first issue but it's almost like bosses um, when you yeah. encounter a video game and then um, we do some fun things like we did a map and it which I really like a travel map so as Elodie and Sajin go across the world you'll see you know where they're going and where they're stopping and she kind of writes notes about uh, creatures she encounters so we want to try to create a lot of different creatures and uh, one of the things we actually thought about doing, we might still do, is Jason's idea, and I thought it was great. He wants to do a Magic the Gathering-style cards, oh. where it has like different characters on it, and we would um, give them out for free to to comic shops. So that defense. So we're we're working on it. That would be brilliant, and that would work. You know, knocking on wood, <laughs> the comic shops is still open yeah. by the time this happens. Because uh, yeah, we think it'd be a good promotion. They have so it'd have creatures and probably some of the main characters on one side on the back. You know, mm -hmm. it's like pre-order the book and it would have the number from previews or whatever to get it. Um, so yeah, and we would get different artists to do the creatures and everything like that if we could. Yeah. So it's something some we're working on. One of the promotional ideas. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so you know, Magic the Gathering, uh, video games. You know, I guess there's a little bit of D&D &D, uh, in there. I'm starting to get into more of that stuff now because there's a Hellboy role-playing game uh, coming out. Is there out. really? 
Yeah, it's on Kickstarter now. Oh, shit. And, um, I just I got, got one. There's a really good one called Mork Borg. And Borg? Uh, it's, yeah, it's basically a heavy metal dice throwing game, like a heavy metal D&D. And it's, but it, what I like about Mork Borg is that um, the can, it's shorter, it's easier to play. Oh. You know, it's not as long. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, kinda, that is nice. It's kind of like uh, what we're doing with this book. So hopefully we pull it off. We, we can do it in six issues and, um, you know, have a complete fantasy story where you feel like you're immersed in a world in a way that um, a book that's going for like 40 or 50 issues, you, you, yeah. you still feel that way and care about the characters. But. Hey guys and gals, Dakota here with a quick little ad break for you. So folks, we always know the classic saying, wear your freak flag high. Now you can, because the Comic Chronicle podcast now has its own little merch line on Redbubble. That's right, folks, we have our own little merch line with some fun little logos. Of course, our Man of Steel-esque logo for the Comic Chronicle podcast you can get on mugs, t-shirts, sweaters, posters, prints, all sorts of stuff like that on there. And of course, we sell some exclusives that you may be interested in in this new world era that we live in. One of those designs we feature is the little branding called Vigilante in Training. Let people know when you wear your mask or if you want to get a sticker version of the little iconic logo there. Rough dick, a little uh, pat, or stamp on there on your mask that's blue, a little dark blue. Vigilante in Training. Or if you want, we have in a word bubble on there, trying to best to explain this on a podcast, in a word bubble, make comics, not war. Get that on t-shirts, sweaters, posters, a mask, buttons, phone cases, all sorts of stuff like that on there. And of course, lastly, we have Blockbuster Kid. Take on the Blockbuster logo. You know, a lot of us, like myself, we grew up a Blockbuster. Or, you know, you're a semi-medium age adult and you like Blockbuster too. You want to support the past and keep a little bit of retro on there. You can do that too. Get your t-shirts, masks, buttons, stickers with Blockbuster Kid written on there too. You can check out the store for the Comic Chronicle podcast on Redbubble. And an easier way to do so is you can click the link in the show notes below. And that will help you guys and take you straight down to it. Go to Explore Designs and see what all the fun stuff we have for you guys. See the logos for yourself and support the podcast all in the same sense i give you guys stuff for free which is the podcast and now we give you some merch wear that freak flag high folks so thanks for tuning into this episode and without further ado let's take it back to dakota from the past now i don't know if you can say anything about this because i know you and jason like doing shorter runs almost nice mug by the way but i um i know you guys like doing shorter runs in the sense like you were even just mentioning like six issues or something like that is there a certain amount that you guys have planned for this or is it only like we go forever or is it like i have eight issues in mind and we're capping it at that uh well it's gonna be six i mean i think i could probably tell more stories with the characters it's not like voracious voracious i knew was going to be at least three volumes. I didn't mm -hmm. know that we would be able to complete that because we were new creators and you just don't know if that book is going to sell on the marketplace. And fortunately, yeah. you know, people picked it up and enjoyed it and keep me, buying it. So me, we were I able to yeah. No, I donated to every Kickstarter. I want that to be known. Yeah, <laughs> no, every I, one. I mean, yeah. without the fans picking up the book, we would not have been able to do the second volume and the third volume. So, And it didn't look like we were going to be able to do the third volume in print for a bit but then i don't know the sales start coming in rolling in mm -hmm. and they gave us the green light so with this book um i wanted to try to do more of a complete story in a certain number of issues mm. and um so i was thinking like five or six you know jason lobbied lobbied for six or i'm <laughs> sorry for five but uh i was like we got to do at least six 
Yeah, he's like, oh, this is a lot of this is a lot of detail in the art. I think we can make it to a five. We're making a six. Oh fuck. <laughs> oh no. no. I mean, what it is really, it's it's when you're when you're comic creators and you're not you're not making money, you know, you're doing this out of pure love. Jason has to draw a page every single day. I mean, he's doing six issues. So it's like six or seven months of him drawing this book and not getting paid for it. Now, maybe it comes out. We have a lot of merch and everything, and we'll get money for it. We have a we have a better deal with Scout than we did with Action Lab. So maybe we'll make some money. But on that front end, he's not making any money. So he can only do, like, six is his limit. He's like, I'll, I'll do six issues. But after that, you know, I have to go and do, like, paid work. I have to do, like, freelance because I just don't yeah. have time for what I'm drawing. And it, make, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. That's why I try to do make deadlines and everything. And I think people don't understand that part of it. Like with Voracious, when it came out, you know, yeah, there were gaps in between the the series. And that's because, you know, Jason could do five issues, you yeah. know, and then he's got to do he's got to do something paid to, to make money to live. He's got to eat people. It's very nice <laughs> to eat these days. I'm just yeah. saying you got to also have a roof over the head because if you're going to quarantine, yeah. it's best to have that. So, yeah, I think people just don't get that. I see it in reviews like, oh, it took a while to come out. Well, yeah, it took a while because we, we can't put – we want to put all of our energy into the book when we can do it. But it means taking a break and, and doing something else, for, exactly. for especially for Jason. I mean, I also have other things too, but it's easier for me to write, you know, a few pages and send it to him. Yeah. For him to draw it, you know, that's a lot of time. And he also letters the book. You know, he does the design for the book, you know. A lot of work. Well, that's the thing, too. I mentioned it on an interview not too long ago, and we had a guy on from Marvel, and we were talking about it. We both have talked about but I'll say it again here with you, is it takes time to make comics, folks. It's not done. Some People keep telling me, they're like, oh, they're done in a month or two months, and it's ready to print and ready to go in stores. Like, oh, I love your fantasy world, but no. <laughs> I would love that, and it'd be really nice to have the writer, artist, ink, Letter all that stuff done and printed to all the stores. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no, it doesn't work like that. And people always say it does. And I don't, and the people who read comics say it does. I'm like, oh. but besides the point, people, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, if you, if you're making money from comics and you're working for the big publishers, you know, it's easier for you to, to get those books done faster uh, because you're getting paid for it. You know, you're going to get a, a check. Uh, but when you're when you're starting off and doing indie books, you know most most creators they're just doing it out of pure love. They want they want to get out there and um, put work out that they they believe in, yeah. um, and tell stories. And so you're, you're you're sacrificing other things in order to to make those books. And you know exactly. we're happy to do it, but at the same time, you know we have to schedule it in a way that makes sense. It's true. Well, I'm curious though because fans may be wondering. You mentioned other things and whatnot too, and I'm curious. What other things do you have going on at the moment? Is it comics related? Is it the podcast one? Because I mean, you've mentioned another podcast already too. But like, tell fans like, what are you up to? Uh, well, I actually wrote a, a short story for an anthology um, recently. Sure. Um, I'm really excited about it. it's it's prose, and um, so for it's for Outland Entertainment. They actually put out comics too, but they do a lot of books as well. And um, the story is called Two Megatherion, and it's about a dinosaur barbarian king in his final days. And what? Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, they did a Kickstarter for it. It's called Apex uh, World of Dinosaurs. 
And um, there's some like there's a Hugo Award winning writer in that book, and um, I'm in there, and there's just a bunch of really cool writers doing different stories about dinosaurs, all different kinds of stories. And um, so I'm really excited about that because I I haven't written prose in a really long time, mm -hmm. and I got invited to do this because um, my editor Alana, she's really cool. She contacted me because she liked Voracious so much, and it's like we're doing this dinosaur <laughs> book. Do you, would you be interested in writing a story for it? And I loved, I actually really liked writing that story um, I, I, more than I thought I would. You know, I really enjoy comic books, but I didn't know that I would get into writing prose as much. Mm. So I'm excited about that. You know, it's about like 25 page story or something that's in there. So that book's coming out at the end of the year. Um, and I actually have, I have a really cool um, promotional piece ready for that too. Like uh, some extra merch extra to celebrate yes, to celebrate uh <laughs> to celebrate the release of that but awesome. that hasn't been announced yet um but i'm doing a lot of collaborations and i'm really i'm really excited about those just because you, like you you said um i do a lot of other things and uh, one of them is the metalheads podcast i i love talking about metal with my friends every month on the metalheads podcast and um but that's yielded a lot of um i've made a lot of friends and bands and um, you know, on the music side of things that uh, I didn't expect to do, but it's been it's been awesome and really rewarding. So I got so that coming out. I'm expecting and, um, some soundtracks here pretty soon <laughs> for the guy. Maybe, every comic, here's a soundtrack. maybe, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, cool. by the horns is very heavy metal. I'm thinking that right now. I'm being honest. Like you're swinging, killing monsters. That's heavy metal right there. Monster yeah. Hunter game missed out. <laughs> They really did. <laughs> yeah, and actually, there's a we did a full map for the the book. And all the places on the map are named after metal bands. So. <laughs> you guys are the king of Easter eggs. I swear to God. You guys are like, you know, Ready Player One, full of Easter eggs. Mm -hmm. Argus and Jason's book, full of Easter eggs. Yeah. I mean, you oh, see, like, in the very beginning, the name of the continent is Solithus. That's a metal band. Um, the name of uh, her village, Wayfarer, also a metal band. They got an album coming out this year, actually. And uh, in the Valley of Chemist, Chemist is my favorite metal band. So, um, but you'll see a full map and every single one, except for I think maybe one or two spots, maybe just one. All the other names are, are metal bands. Just to give a shout out to uh, bands I really like. I, I picked bands that I thought would actually make uh, good names for places as well. But uh, I just basically went through my catalog and like, oh, that's a good name for a place. Yeah, like, hey, that's pretty good. That's pretty awesome. All right, yeah. I can do this. Well, if it helps, I do the same. Like, names of characters, most of them. Some of the newer... Okay, what can I say without getting in trouble? Some book series, most of my earlier series that I've been doing for a while, and some that are about to come out soon, hopefully, we, a lot of people's first names or last names, and then I'll combine with looks in some of them, are based off people in my life. So I can go on record and say that. I don't think I've ever said that before. So, like, close friends, family... You guys, you and Jason, are going to be in hopefully the next issue, we'll see, of Operation Kaiju Shield. So you guys may or may not be eating my monsters, besides the point. <laughs> <laughs> Kaijus may or may not get you. So, I mean, it's, it's that thing, too. Like, I think when you make comics, especially creative-owned stuff, there's that leeway people don't often talk about. Or not leeway, freedom that people don't often talk about. And they're like, oh, I got to do this, wanna, you know, oh, it was yada, yada. But there are so many things you can put into it that make it so much more fun to write or draw and ink and so, and maybe shit, even create further books and whatnot that people don't often say. And they're like, yeah, hey, I got to 
do this because I really like this sort of thing. So I put this in here as a storyline. Mm-hmm. People don't have to mention that. I think it's kind of a crime that they don't. Yeah, I mean, you can. I mean, you got to just you have to be careful with some of that stuff because I remember I think like Todd McFarlane got sued oh. for putting like the likeness of some hockey player or something in his, in his books, but yeah. you know, but just yeah. putting out names of stuff, you know, it's pretty pretty. Not I wouldn't say generic, but it's you know, it's pretty harmless. Yeah, and you it's, know, it's it's, it's tribute. Yeah, tribute. That's a good word. Yeah, see, see. So I mean, man. There's so much more I want to talk about by the horns, but I mean, when creating that world, mm-hmm. what was what'd you kind of dive into with that? I mean, you kind of mentioned a little bit of the inspiration, but when you're creating that world, I'm I'm very curious as a world creator, what kind of did you dive with? Was it the video games or was it the more on the fantasy side? Like what'd you kind of take stuff from? You know, I you know, people ask that. I just make shit up. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it just comes from me. There's not any particular inspiration. You know, I usually start with an idea, Yeah. you know, and the idea was, you know, here's this warrior who who gets kicked out of a village because she wants to murder unicorns and doesn't want to do any chores in the village. And then it just spirals from there, you know? I was like, okay, well, what would her life be like? You know, should she have somebody with her? You know, why is she so angry? For uh, we're at unicorns, you know. Well, is she going to encounter unicorns? What happens, you know? So there's another. I don't want to spoil everything, but there's another um, hook in the book um, um, that I I really wanted to do. So it's just a matter of figuring that stuff out um, as I, I'm I'm going through uh, the mm-hmm. series, and then you know when I'm writing it or just working on the the, the pitch or just the the main story ideas. It's almost like, oh, this kind of feels like a video game, or this kind of feels like that. But I, I didn't take any direct inspiration from anything. It's just stuff swirling around in my head, you know. And as Fair. I write it, I just get more and more ideas on what I want to do with it. And um, so, like I said, it originally started out straight fantasy, and then just, you know, I would dream about it and just think about the story and then as I, I see it differently now you know and I, I saw more technology and mm-hmm. um so and then things change you know when i talk to jason and things change you know like sajin i originally had him talk he's a, a half deer half wolf yeah um, but um jason's like what if we did what if you talk like with telepathy you know what if you could just talk in people's heads i'm like oh that'd yeah cool. yeah it's true and it's like i'm this is not really a spoiler, but I appreciate it. I thought it was kind of cool. It was like, oh, it's all magic right now. Then here's an electric sign. Oh, that's kind of neat. I like that. That's cool. <laughs> that's really cute. I, mean, I mm-hmm. It's the fine details like that. You got to appreciate a little bit. Like, we're a magic and fantasy, but here's a light-up sign. I have a gun. Like, oh, okay. Well, it works. <laughs> it always Yeah, I thought that would be cool. You don't, you don't see that that often, people oh. with guns, you know? No, so. you don't. I think... D&D does it, if I remember correctly, but nobody... I, I'm going to get so much shit for that. People are going to be like, I use a gun in D&D, you poor... I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I play D&D, oh, but I always play as Dragon Wars. What do you want? <laughs> I, I, yeah. yeah, so I just wanted to mix... I like to to mash the genres together. You know, I did that a lot with the Voracious and, and this one, too. And it's kind of fun to think, okay, we're in this fantasy world. This situation's happening what would they do with technology? What technology would they have? Or what, what fantasy element should I bring yeah. into this part of it? And how do I mix that so it, it seems kind of seamless? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And um, so that's been fun to do. Um, definitely gives me um, a wider palette to work with. And just uh, um, I, I get an, I get uh, just new ideas of how to to put those things together. And that's been that's been really fun, actually. Like Not it. challenging at all. It's freeing, actually, because, um, you know, you can do anything you want. You've got technology and fantasy and um, you just come up with crazy devices or it's weapons. Or, <laughs> it's really it's fun. It's true. It's true. There's so much creative freedom with it. And that's why I love it so much. Mm-hmm. I love you guys' books because there is, you can tell, there is creative freedom. Like, you, you, hell, Voracious could have a spinoff if you wanted to. I'm going to put that out there, but hey, that could be a spinoff. I, well, we mentioned two spinoffs in the last book. So in the in the letters yeah. page, we mentioned it. Uh, I already have two stories ready to go for spinoffs of that. But, you know, Jason and I just we just wanted to try to do something different. Take a break from it. Yeah. A new storyline. New storyline and yeah. just different genre. And um, so, you know, I've got other books in the works that are completely different. You know, I've got a all ages graphic novel that I want to do. I have oh, a wow. horror book I want to do. I have a uh really big sci-fi book that would be probably like 40 or 50 issues that I would love to do. Jeez. And like um, yeah, I even, I, I actually thought of a Western the other day, which oh. you don't see very many Westerns, but I have a really yeah. good idea for a Western. I, oh man, that's funny. I do too, actually. I was oh, in yeah. the shower and I was thinking of an idea and I yelled for my girlfriend like, hey, hey, what do you think of this idea? She's like, what? And I'm like, hey, what do you think of this idea? Them shower ideas, man. Holy shit, you get a lot. But I thought about it. I'm like, what if you combine cowboys with this? She's like, that's good. I'm like, really? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to call people and tell me. I'm like, okay, do I save it? She's like, yeah, 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 save it. I'll tell you after the podcast. Because <laughs> I'm very curious. And if ours match up, I swear we're on the same wavelength there, man. I swear. <laughs> but yeah, that's cool. Oh, man. I was going to ask you too, like, is there comics after? But apparently, yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I I always have comics in different stages in the works. Like, um, I have maybe, I think I had probably like 15 ideas where I've outlined the ideas, Ooh. you know, but I usually, I like to work on like one comic at a time, I think. Um, I just like to put all my energy into the one thing. You know, I, I don't do comics to make money. I don't care about being famous or <laughs> like yeah, getting... Yeah. You know, it's great to get good reviews. I love doing interviews. I love that people um, get something out of the books. That's that's great. But I do it because I just have stories that I want to tell, and it's fun. Yeah, you so, enjoy it. Yeah. yeah, so all the I don't need to do like a bunch of comics or break into Marvel or I don't. That stuff doesn't. That's not something I want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it, you know, if something comes up and I get the opportunity, yeah, maybe I would consider it, but it's not a goal for me. My only goal really is to tell really good comic book stories. So, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm really enjoying it. I like it, man. I like it. Like there's so much more and I, I think we should come to an end here because otherwise you and I are going to spoil some stuff because <laughs> I don't want you to get NDAs going on here, but there's so much more to stories to tell. And it's good that you have stories to tell. Like, it's mm. good that you're like, man, after this, I don't know what I'm going to do. And you hit that blank spot. You're like, man, what the hell? But you're like, I have stories ready to go. I'm waiting on companies to say yes. I'm waiting on the pitches, that sort of stuff like that, which you and I both know that can take a long time to do. Yeah, I mean, I've had luck pretty much with the pitches. You know, usually when I'm ready to go on a story and then I'm getting ready to, to, to pitch it, um, I'll pitch the story and we've gotten feedback pretty much right away. For Voracious, we did. I guess we waited a little bit longer. 
but we had a publisher for Voracious early on, and then it mm. just didn't work out, and then we retooled. So that, that's why that took longer. Mm. With By the Horns, it was it was pretty fast. Um, and I actually was concerned about it because we pitched it right before the pandemic hit. Oh. <laughs> and they're like, man, I don't know if people are going to get back to us. And, uh, I mean, a couple of people got back to us. You always get rejection for things just because it might not fit with the company or whatever. Although I was surprised because I feel like our book is really cool. Um, so we got a couple of those. But, um, like I said, Scout was the one I actually really wanted to uh, publish with the most just because, um, yeah, it'd be great to get in with the image or something like that. But I feel like you, you almost get lost sometimes in that because they have so many heavy hitters that they, they actually concentrate more on the, the yeah. heavy hitters, you know, the people who've been around have a big fan base. So I like to get in on those like kind of upstart companies where they're, they're growing. And, uh, I didn't know if Scout was going to grow this much. But I feel like I had an amazing foresight. Because... It's true. You're just all of a sudden. I'm not gonna lie. Scout has been coming back. Like we're not even coming back. They've been coming forward with. They're a coming lot. on, man. They came out yeah. of They're like pandemic. What? I got nothing. Like we're still going. We're still powering through. Man. I mean, I think they're they've had the most announcements of any comic book company during this pandemic, and I think it's really cool that they're. That's, I'm gonna say no to that, but they've had the most good announcements. From the whole, during the whole pandemic. Who do you think's had the most announcements? DC. Oh, They've yeah. They've the most announcements and stuff. Probably Marvel, too. But a lot I, of these have been bad oh, announcements. I don't even consider those. <laughs> I consider I consider the indie books. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> oh, dude, I love you. I love you, man. Because you're like, you're... DC? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, no, we have an announcement. We have, this is the 666th cover of uh, of Death Metal. Really? No, no, I'm not being. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm rolling with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you know, guys, like there's been so many announcements lately in comics, but a lot of them. We're not doing Diamond anymore. We're not doing this right. in anymore. Right. No, I mean of indie indie comic book publishers. Well, I feel like Scott was really doing it. Yeah, Scout's doing it. Scout's doing it. I, so this may give me some flack, but I've gone on record and said it before. Most of the time, I like Indium a lot more. I really do. I love, I still love Marvel and DC, but indie. Yeah, comics, me too. Yeah, there's so much more you can do with indie. Like, shit, what was it? Um, Scott Snyder's indie book. I guess you could say, quote unquote, indie. Undiscovered Country. Did you read that yet? Read it. Read <laughs> it, sir. You, it fits in your motif so much of like okay. fun storytelling. Like, it, it seemed like it was kind of your style of writing. Like, what if America closed itself off? What would happen? In like like they put borders up, they no communication. The military that was outside they say, "Hey, bye, see you later." All right, we're and they put guns up and all sorts of like nobody has any communication. What would happen? Turns out a lot of genetic modification, mm -hmm. a lot of space travel shit, like some mm -hmm. weird time stuff, nukes going off, like all sorts of weird stuff like that. It's it's cool. It's really cool. Okay. Give it a shot. I'm yeah. I'm excited about his uh, book Noctera. That's uh Ooh. That's true. Coming out from Image. That looks cool. With Tony Daniel. Yeah. It was, was called Nocturnal, but then they just changed the name to Noctera. It's kind of weird. I don't know. I, there's been so many good ones. I mean, you got Basketful of Heads. That's a good one, too. And then there was Paper Girls. But a lot of my books, that like a lot of indie books, I'm like, hey, you guys should read this. For many months, people will go, nah, I don't need to read that. That sounds weird. Next thing you know, oh, Amazon picked it up for a TV show. Oh, and everyone's reading it now. 
Oh, Dakota, you read this book? Yeah, I'm reading this book. <laughs> I've yeah, five months ago. Where have you been? Yeah. I mean, and I like I like the big two too. I mean, my favorite book probably right now is Hellblazer, which just got canceled. But oh, uh, there's a campaign to to keep it alive, which is unusual for comics. But uh, I'm glad. Yeah. You know, there's well, a petition, and Neil Gaiman signed it, and yeah. Oh, so, did you really? Yeah, the book's amazing. Shit. Well, now yeah. they got this new Hell. Oh, not Hell. Well, not Hellraiser, but. They got new, it's Constantine, I think. They're just calling it John Constantine coming up, so that's why that one's going to be a little bit tough. They got a new series of Tom Taylor on, I think. Oh, right, yeah. It's a, yeah. like a three-ish series or something. Yeah, come with yeah. Derek Roberts. Yeah. yeah, it's a mini-series. It's not the same, though. It's not going to be the same. You know it. I, I think I'm looking forward to that. That should be pretty cool. But yeah. Hellblazer's a character where I feel... I love the Vertigo series, and then after that, they tried to bring him into the DC universe, and it just felt like it was watered down John Constantine. It just never kind of hit. And then they just started doing that Sandman universe and brought Hellblazer into that. And that and this run now feels like it's a continuation of the Vertigo series. He feels yep. like the Constantine I know and love, because he's one of my all-time favorite characters in comics. So, um, I, And I, these stories that uh, the team has been telling on there... Uh, I think they're some of the best Hellblazer stories mm. ever, I'm really. Cy Spurrier, yeah. Uh, the artists, there's two different artists that are on there, great. Mm. Campbell and um, I forget the other artist that was on the original book, but um, great. So yeah, yeah I mean, I, I don't read I don't read as many comics as I used to, uh, but you know, there's lots of good good gems out there. It's true. It's very true. Kind of, I'm. We're coming near the end of the show, though, but I'm really curious on your side of things. Is there a – we talked about some of the stuff maybe coming well, coming up and whatnot for you, but is there a certain subject or a certain genre that you're like, hmm, I want to write something, but you don't have a story like maybe that you haven't touched yet that maybe one day you want to? Because you've touched upon a lot. A genre that I want to write that I haven't done or haven't done or I'm not working about on, hmm. I don't think so. You know, I would love to do. I would love to do like an a book in underwater. <laughs> really? Yeah. That was right. Oh. Like the underwater, like anything, or <laughs> like I, just something with the sea. You know, I want to do something. I think maybe it's kind of inspired by being here in Hawaii, because yeah, the, you know I'm just surrounded by ocean. So just yeah. something that has to do. I don't know if that's a genre, <laughs> some kind of a seafaring yeah, like, book, but uh, yeah. It's not genre, but it's a style, I guess. A pirate a book? book, maybe. Some a kind pirate of a... book. Oh fuck! You do a good job on a pirate book. Here's like, here's so, the untold story of Blackbeard, and like, ooh. Yeah, you know, like a water world, but but better. And I like water world, better. but but uh, you yeah, you know, something like that. That would think would be cool. You don't see too many of those. I think no. Rick Remender did. Did he do? No, it was low underwater. I don't remember now. But you don't see too many uh, that has to deal with the sea. Yeah. And uh, so I would like that. Or something mythological, you know, about the sea. That would be fun. It's um, true. Or, and actually, Hawaii, there's a lot of cool mythology here that I would like to mine. You don't see much in the way of uh, Hawaiian books. I think Hawaiian Dick, uh, the detective book um, that came out years ago, they did a, some stuff with mythology. But I think that that's the only one that I know of, except for local books. There's there's a lot of cool local comic book creators that do stuff. 
Um, but yeah, I think this is a, a really rich area to mine just because there's just so many cool stories about the sea or about mythology or just about the people in general. Um, so oh, that's something I, I would be interested in doing. I, I like kind of being influenced by the area that you're in mm. more so than, you know, you asked me about, oh, you know, what inspired you? Was it video game? That stuff doesn't inspire me. It's more about my environment that inspires me. That's true. I mean, well, your environment always affects your thought process and your thinking mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So that is very true. You're in a good, I'm in just a Timbuktu desert in here where it's just hot and you got cactus. <laughs> Not really inspiring where shit on that one, but then like Hawaii, that's true. You got all sorts of stuff. And I mean, then again, we have dinosaurs. Where is that? <laughs> yeah. That is true. We got that. Yeah. But Dude. Hawaii, I mean, yeah, you're true. That's true. No one ever talks about mythology of Hawaii. No one ever, I mean, being surrounded by an ocean, there's mystery to that almost. That's maybe yeah, why you think about it. There's so much to it. It's a, just, a, it's a different way of life. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. there's something about it that I it would be cool to capture in writing. Mm -hmm. And uh, especially now that I'm here and uh, I wish I could get out more. Uh, the pandemic, you know, right now we're actually in lockdown you know only essential businesses are open because uh, oh, the still? cases were going up. well we were out of it because we didn't have that many cases but then everything opened back up and um you know we started to get like you know 300 cases a day or something and we were we only had maybe like six or something each day and where i am in honolulu yeah. um is the most you know hawaii as a whole most of the other places hardly have any cases everything's really concentrated right here in honolulu it's really easy for you guys to be like, hey, nobody come here because who's going to come there? I mean, unless you got some shipments coming in for supplies. Yeah, well, you can't in. come here. That's you're it. Not, you're not allowed. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Fun story. I was looking. I'm like, man, I want to take a trip to a jungle because I've, I've been in a uh, Mexico jungle once. Mm -hmm. I just want to go take a trip. You know, I want to go interact with wildlife I've worked with forever, like monkeys, lizards, all sorts of stuff like that. And my girlfriend's like, yeah, let's go do it. I'm, we're looking at it. I forgot yeah. what time and period I'm in, though, man, because <laughs> I looked up plane tickets and mm -hmm. I'm like, why can't I travel to Costa Rica? Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's right. Like, I've been to Belize when, when I was 18 and there was a Save the Rainforest project. Oh. So I went out there to Belize and it, I was, we were deep in the jungle. And so uh, they had these like um, little wood houses. And uh, you had to put up these nets when you were sleeping because scorpion they were like thatched roof houses. Yeah. And the scorpions yeah. would be up there and they would drop down. So you had to put these nets over you when you were sleeping to prevent them from dropping on you and stinging you. That sounds cool to me. I don't yeah. know why, but that sounds cool. Oh, it was crazy. I'd never seen anything like it's so different looking. But there was a lot of different wildlife monkeys and yeah. leopards or jaguars or something out there and um there the beach was crazy too there, i i did scuba diving and there was a barracuda passed right by me and Ooh. sharks and... <laughs> yes yes i mean so, well, that story that's some good inspiration for a story itself like that environment right there like i imagine what if you and i not separately or just if you or i spent like a two a month in a jungle somewhere mm. think of what we could think of and create through that. Like, I got to imagine the stories you and I were come up with would just be astounding. Like what happened? He came out of a jungle for a month, dirty as hell, 
you know what? He won a bunch of awards. <laughs> he got a, like he got a Peabody. He got all sorts of shit. Like, yeah. oh really? I'm like, yeah. He's got like a movie coming out next. Who knows? That would be. We yeah, just need to I get mean, you, that's what I'm saying. It's it's your environment and your experiences that really inform the stories, even if it's a genre that isn't real, like fantasy. Yeah. You know, sci-fi stuff. You know, to me, it's more about the experiences the characters are going through or something that I identify with or I heard about or uh, in a place that's similar to, to where I've been. So. Yeah, it's true. Well, good man. I don't want to take too much more of your time. It is kind of getting late for me too, actually. I think I have to go cook dinner in a little bit because it may be, it may be one for you. I think it's one over by you. Is it one o'clock? Yep. It's one. Yeah. Okay. It's about four for me. <laughs> it's been a day. It's been a day, but good man. I do want to say, Marcus, thank you for coming on the show, boss. Like, sure. I love having you on here. We could talk for like hours. <laughs> really good. Uh, but where can people find you on the social media? And then also to buy the horn social media. Because you gave me a follow the other day. I'm like, what is this? Oh, definitely following you back. <laughs> oh, yeah. We just started yeah. this. Um, well, you can go to Marcuson.com, um, my website. And then you can find all the links to everything. My social media, um, the Metalheads podcast, you know, what? Um, I've got a, a store where you can buy voracious stuff there and uh, we'll have buy the horns stuff there too. Um, for buy the horns, we're on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's just at buy the horns comic. So just well, find that and uh, it's real easy. And we just started the social media. So we're going to be posting some cool things and um, some drawings Jason's doing. And uh, we're going to be doing some contests and a lot of cool stuff for the build up to the book. So definitely follow it and, uh, you know, get up to date on, uh, on this cool comics. We're really excited about it. I like it, man. I love it. And you mean, shit, I'm going to be a loyal follower till I die. Hopefully it's not <laughs> soon, but you know, you never know. But yeah, thank you, man, for coming on. And it's, it's a blast. It's always fun. I can have you guys on whenever. And if you're willing to come on, but when by the horns comes out, by the way, too, let me get this on record right now. I'm going to look directly into the camera and into the mic here <laughs> okay. way on record. I will make a commercial and put it in for you guys from By the Horns. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Yeah, like free of charge, everything like that. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. Man, man, Thank but... you. Yeah, no, I always have a blast talking to you. You know, anytime you want me to come on, I'm, you know, Jason, we, we always love talking to you, Dakota. So we remember the early days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We now we you're immortalized. Yeah. Now you're, you're, a, you're a big, big man on campus. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, 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 that had to sound good on mic. No, no, I'll never feel like that. People are like, oh, big dude. Like, no, I the Midwestern kid in me is always like, no. They're like, oh, you're the movie star. No, you're the big comic writer. Huh? No, oh, you're the nature guy. No, <laughs> when technically I should be in marketing. Why, yes, but meanwhile, I'm like, eh. <laughs> the boss. Well, thank you, good man. Well, and the recording here and. To all the, because I got to tell you about that, because I want your opinion on this. Uh, to all the fans out there, thanks everyone and stay classy, fellow magicians. <laughs>